0: And welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod, the Bojack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about season one, episode 11, the penultimate episode of season one, Downer Ending. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how's it going?
1: going very well in spite of the very downer ending of this episode. It was a really depressing one to get through this week, but nonetheless I'm excited to talk about it.
0: It's kind of like that book, they both die at the end. They tell you what's (laughs) gonna happen, but you aren't ready for it when it does.
1: (laughs) So unprepared.
0: We also have our first guest ever. So exciting. He's the host of the Bitter Jurors Pod and Word On the streets? Yes. Sam Stanish is here. Sam, how's it going?
2: Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, the end. I thought that this was going to be an episode that was like, it's called Downer Ending, but it's sort of ironic because the episode (laughs) actually ends on an up note. And I thought that's where it was going for even up through partway through the final scene. And then it really just took a curve down, (laughs) down, 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 final good joke. Pop up at the end but i mean it was it definitely was a downer <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: now you chose this episode specifically so do you want to give us a little background on your bojack horseman fandom why you picked this episode
2: absolutely yes okay I got into BoJack Horseman like, okay, I was, envision this, it's 2016, I just got home from college, I have no job prospects, so I'm sitting alone in my childhood bedroom where I'm sitting right now, living at home with my parents, I don't I'm, you know, feeling the depression, feeling the anxiety, the world is weighing down on me. BoJack Horseman season three comes out, I watched through it all, like, basically in a couple days. I don't think I was in the right place for BoJack to enter my life, I feel like I was already in the zone of where Bojack wanted to bring me. And I was kind of like, this is not anything. It wasn't the time for these things to enter my life, but I really enjoyed it and I watched all the episodes. And so when season four was coming out, I had moved to New York and I had a job and I was in like a better spot. So I rewatched the whole show And then for season four, I watched it all in one sitting. And since like rewatching it leading up to season four, I've been super into BoJack Horseman. I've loved it, loved it, loved it. It is such an amazing show. I think it's so funny. Like 30 Rock is one of my favorite TV shows. And I feel like BoJack Horseman is like on an equal level with it, as far as like comedy and like joke making. I feel like BoJack Horseman is like very similar to it in that way. Plus, Bojack Horseman talks a lot about like depression, addiction, anxiety, all those sorts of things. So, I think that this show is incredible. And I was so excited to hear that you guys were doing this podcast. And so, as soon as Kirsten was like, Who wants to guest on this podcast? I was like, <laughs> Me, I do. And I want to do it super early and super soon because I love the show and I love talking about it. And I remembered this episode specifically because I just rewatched Bojack in quarantine and I thought that this was a really good episode and I love you know these episodes where they do like the big trippy stuff and like journeying through Kojak's subconscious as he like takes a myriad of drugs.
0: Yeah and I also I watched this episode with my sister which I don't do for all of them but this was the one I think she enjoyed the most of the few we've watched. She was laughing so hard through so much of this episode like she enjoyed it a lot. I think it was a good one to pick and it's just this show makes you feel stuff, you know? Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had no memory of this episode, honestly. I, On watching it, I remembered the stuff at the end, all the Charlotte stuff and like what life could have been in Maine. I remember that, but I didn't remember any of the hallucination stuff. I didn't remember that this was a plot <laughs> that happened at all, but it was so good. Such a good episode.
2: And every time I go back and start watching BoJack, I feel like the first several episodes are not good or like not like the things that like bring you in but i think that this episode is really really good and i think it's because it's like there's there's only one plot line going on and it's just bojack is denying diane's book and he has to write his own and that's all we see for like the entirety of the episode and they they just focus in really well on it i think it's really great
0: yeah i think for anyone trying to get someone to watch bojack this could actually be a good intro episode
1: interesting Um, you think
0: i think it could work I don't know. My Like, my sister knows nothing about this show. She doesn't like, she, like, will not watch a cartoon. That's, she's like, no, I don't watch cartoons. I'm an adult. That's what she sounds like, by the way. And so to get her to watch this with me at all is like a struggle, but then she laughed so hard. So I think this could get people more invested. So the episode starts and they're back at Penguin Publishing. Bojack is is there with Diane talking about how much he hates the book. And I just love our little penguin friend, whose name I will never remember, has a mug that says, (laughs) world's third best dad.
1: (laughs) I love that so much. It just fits so perfectly with his character, like, right? Like, and he barely sees his kids, apparently. So they also think he's a loser. Like, oh, God. He said,
0: maybe I can see my kids again. And that qualifies yeah. him to be the third best father. It's so bad.
2: You know, I think that number three best dad of all the dads in the world is still, like, really good like that's still bronze medal I think that number three is something to aim for
1: it's a good point especially if he doesn't see them very often he must be getting like really quality time if his quantity is low
0: I think it would also have been really funny if he had a mug that said like 1432nd best dad (laughs) as if there's like a ranking you know so basically Bojack just hates this book so much and Diane is still defending it. What I really like is when she's like, "Well, why do you like Secretariat?" And he's like, "He's awesome." And she's like, "No, <laughs> it's because he's flawed." Because Diane is still trying to tell Bojack why he feels the way that he feels.
1: Yeah, and Bojack's like, "People don't want me to be flawed. They want me to be a heroic horse stud."
0: <laughs> yeah, he keeps talking yeah. about people's sad, fatty lives, which is not a joke Breath. that I think they would write in 2021.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's kind of projecting on everybody else's own issues and like yeah like I think that the, Diane makes a lot of great points where she's sort of like I mean this could be I think maybe she said this in the last episode but she's like yeah you could write a memoir that's like sort of just lying about all of the good things in your life and just be like a one-off nothing book that nobody ever remembers again or you can like let people in and actually show people that you are a human being horse person being <laughs> and show people like this could be the start of Bojack's comeback and he like isn't seeing it that way
0: no because he wants to be uh, a horse stud we also find out here that even though diane breached her contract by leaking those chapters they are very very popular online and so they need to print the book by the end of the week because that is when the repo men will come to repossess the printers from penguin (laughs) publishing
1: so bad and Bojack's like oh I'll write a better book than this by the end of the week no problem and I love this question from Diane where she's like when's the last time you even read a book was it The Firm by John Grisham and I mean we've all read it right
0: I I have not read The Firm by John Grisham can can you give us some more information on this Lindsay what's it about
1: okay Sam are you younger than me also maybe it's
2: an age problem yes Sam
0: is younger (laughs) even than me but here's the thing Lindsay here's the thing
2: it was my birthday this week oh happy birthday I'm one year older (laughs) oh my god here's the
0: thing though Okay, Sam can tell you this from being friends with me on Goodreads. And you also could know this, (laughs) Lindsay. I'm really invested in the Bridgerton expanded cinematic universe right now. Uh, Not so much John Grisham.
2: And then honestly, if there isn't a wizard in it, I haven't read it. (laughs) (laughs) Any kind of wizard.
1: So I feel like it was probably like grade eight for me or something like that. And I feel like everybody was like obsessed with these stupid John Gersham books that are all exactly the same. They're very like formulaic. There's a trial and a jury and all this nonsense. Oh, anyway, I don't even remember what happens in the firm. But it was something about law and everybody read it. And it was like the only thing that everyone read in Wait, 2004. So
0: you're getting mad at us for not having <laughs> read it and you don't remember it.
1: I remember you, nothing about it. I read it when I was 14. I'm very old now, guys. This was well, you read ago. a
2: legal thriller as a 14-year-old, and you're <laughs> mad at us. This,
0: Lindsay, this book was published before I was born.
1: What a flex, Kirsten. So, so to me, it's like, this is like a very funny joke because it's like, yeah, like that's a book that everyone has read. And you guys are like, this joke makes no sense. That's this amazing. This is about
0: two people dying in a scuba diving accident in the Cayman Islands.
2: I understand that John Grisham was a very popular writer that had books that everybody read because my mom go. read his latest book this summer.
1: This <laughs> Incredible. It's such
2: mean, a mom book. This is
1: about a, a young
0: lawyer trying to solve a series of lawyer murders.
1: That's what all of them are about. They're all about a young lawyer solving murders.
0: Lawyers aren't the ones supposed to be solving murders. Oh, my God. I've got some serious, you know, as a legal assistant, I've got some serious concerns.
2: Same here. I don't need to read the firm. I've lived it. have lived it. Oh, my whole life
1: is the firm. yeah. yeah
2: but i mean and to shame me over this you i I thought i thought it was a joke when bojack was talking about the writer girls who keep knocking down these powerful men and now i'm coming to understand that there is truth in comedy because that is exactly what i'm experiencing here today (laughs)
0: yeah Lindsay, i'm sick of nerd girls like you beating up on stars like me
2: Oh,
1: so beautifully played! Oh God, but too accurate. And that's
0: why you bring (laughs) Sam on your podcast because Sam is very funny and quick.
1: True that. we Did haven't you, really said episode yet
0: I, it's you know what this is perfect and i'm happy i another thing so bojack is gonna write his own book and he says you can burn this book for warmth about the manuscript from dan he goes in fact you can burn all books because like my book written by me is gonna kick your dick off <laughs>
2: He says, like, you can throw it in the trash and then light the trash on fire, and he does that with the manuscript later in the episode. Well, he tries...
1: one thing I laughed at here too and it reminded me a little bit of you Kirsten where last week we were talking about how you were like I just choose not to see instead of wearing my like prescription sunglasses because they hurt my head and it reminded me of Bojack (laughs) being like oh I'm so important that (laughs) I need glasses so I can see clearly
0: (laughs) yeah exactly I don't need to see properly it's fine my (laughs) life is fine i so
1: important I need to see like what I'm
0: watching Bojack for my my podcast what I don't need to see what's written on the screen Lindsay will tell me because she wears her glasses
1: and even more important sarah will send us a very long and helpful email with all of the visual gags so
0: okay so we also get princess carolyn talking to bojack and she's pissed because this book is good and she's like just release the book what are you doing it's kind of like a, a real moment of sadness where Bojack's like, no, but I don't want people to know the real me.
2: I mean, especially, I, I love all of the different parts of it, that, parts of the book that we get in this episode. Like, i it, they all do sound like a really, really good book. Like, I think that if this kind of book came out about, like, Bob Saget or whoever <laughs> the equivalent, it, that's, like, who this is supposed to be. Yeah, I think that it's, like, I think that, like, all of this is very intriguing and obviously these kinds of chapters would spark some kind of fervor for this kind of novel and also princess carolyn obviously wants the money from it so she like is interested in it for both bojack's development and for her own sake
0: well yeah because she finally got bojack a movie and now it's getting released as a bi-monthly curated (laughs) snack box like (laughs) princess carolyn needs money
1: Plus, she really wants this book in particular because Diane has referred to her as like super talented because she can sustain the career of this horrible person that society perceives as a joke.
0: And then Bojack really gets into the writing process. And the most important (laughs) thing when writing, as I'm sure all of us are aware, is choosing the right font for your book. And he does that for six hours.
2: Text editors honestly have far too many options on them. And I think that what writers need is some sort of something that you open up and there is no font option. It just opens up and it's like zoomed in on the page and it's 12 point font and you just go for it. And you can't <laughs> switch anything or change the margins or do anything like that.
0: Now, do I, do either of you have strong font preferences? Like when you do something, do you automatically change the font to anything in particular?
2: I'm pretty basic.
1: Yeah. I feel like I always switch it to Times New Roman, but that's because I feel like I have to (laughs) I have to. I work in an academic setting where they require it. Not because I would choose that if I not a a a serif font. font. It's a
2: fine font.
1: There are so many stupid academic journals that are like, You must use twelve point times new Roman and your margins must not exceed this. So they're very strict about these stupid things.
0: I love Calibri, I'm so basic. I
1: hate Calibri.
2: you, I you use times new roman shut up <laughs> look i'm not i <laughs> i found the fonts for me and i don't need to go exploring i'm a monogamous <laughs> font user it's me and calibri against the world i do stick with 12 point like i don't know who decided on 12 point font or where the origin of that is from but like okay every time i open up a google doc it opens up with arial 11 mm. point font and it's like who would possibly like they're just they just wanted to have their own thing but it's like no no one in the world is doing this everyone <laughs> as soon as they open a google document is like okay well now i have to go through and switch all switch all of the different settings because they chose this stupid font and the stupid point
0: i don't mind Whoa. it i am using a google document right now for my notes though and when i pasted them in it put them to Arial size 13 and it is an assault on my eyes but i'm also <laughs> not going to change it I did like when he said, Comic Sans, go home, you're drunk.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just very much relate to Bojack in this episode as someone who I want to write and then I procrastinate on the writing and ultimately it doesn't happen because I get hyper fixated on one thing. Like, the him changing chapter one written out as a number to O-N-E one <laughs> is like... That taken down to the smallest point, like the final thing, because it's just like you overanalyze this thing that you just wrote and you go back and edit it before you even have like a full page written. And it's just like over and over and over, over fixating.
0: I mean, I think that. It, that does kind of sound like ADD, which I'm, like, pretty sure I have ADD, but it's undiagnosed. It's just, that's, like, been my revelation through quarantine. Uh, and so, like a healthy person, Bojack is like, this isn't working. I need coffee. No. Cigarettes. No. Tequila. No. Just the right music. To do drugs to. <laughs>
2: yeah. They say write drunk and edit sober, but Bojack writes on Vicodin and then edits never. <laughs>
1: I like how he gets like so indignant with Todd and like Jesus Todd read louder and then he like needs to vacuum and has to buy a million vacuums and just like it's very very relatable as he said to so. him.
2: Yeah, well, like I, he's like making up all these excuses. He's like, "Todd, you made this mess that I have to fix or whatever." But then they show you that like his vacuum is broken and his like vacuum thing, whatever, vacuum sc- sucker, whatever, is broken. <laughs> and so like, obviously, he's not actually he, he never cleans, obviously, but he's using this as an excuse to get out of doing this thing that he said he was gonna do. Mm-hmm.
1: And I also like his first draft too, where he's like, "My parents loved me so much, it was crazy," <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yes," and then my mother. Handed me an ice cream. No, an ice cream sandwich. No, a cream <laughs> <laughs> Or wait, does he call it a dream That's
1: what I have written down, but.
0: Oh, he d- what a dream. <laughs> Sickle. He calls Sarah Lynn to help him get drugs and we get a really extended joke about (laughs) Doctor Who because we find out that it's actually spelled H-U, Doctor Alan Who, and this was my sister really responded well to the Doctor Who jokes and so did I.
2: I think it's very funny and I also think that admitting that you had a Doctor Who phase is having a moment in the culture where people are really revealing that they you know did watch Sherlock they did watch Supernatural they did watch Doctor Who and I think that this is really playing well in 2021.
0: I mean Supernatural doesn't get to what like 14 seasons on the CW by because nobody is watching it. Did I watch all of it? No. Will I watch all of it? Maybe. I don't know. I really liked especially when Todd thinks he knows what Doctor Who is, but then he's really thinking of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. (laughs) Which I don't think I know what Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is.
2: I had never heard of it. Maybe it's like a legal thriller from 1991. It's
0: okay. It's a... It's a series that went from 1993 to 1998. I remember this show. You, what, do you, <laughs> what rank do you think, well, like, what's the rating on IMDb, do you think, for Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, Lindsay?
1: Oh, jeez. Like somewhere kind of in the middle of the road. Maybe like a 5.9. It's,
0: it's got a 6.7. Okay, so it's the fifth daughter of a wealthy Boston physician defies the conventions of post-Civil War society by following in her father's <laughs> footsteps. Wow. So she becomes a doctor when women aren't supposed to be doctors. Huh. Okay, I'm interested. Okay, sorry, where were we? Oh, right.
2: Doctor Who, so good. I thought I, I also really responded to this. I thought it I mean, it is a very long bit, but it made me laugh the entire time.
0: And then what's really great is he's giving them so many different kinds of pills and he's like, take three of these, four of these, one of these every 45 minutes. And as he's giving the pill bottles, Sarah Lynn is just taking like a whole bottle of pills <laughs> and then he's like, and after you take this one, like, you can't take this after dark or get wet.
1: And Bojack goes, oh, so gremlin rules. I love that. It was so good. He's like, yes, precisely. My medical opinion. Observe gremlin rules.
0: Honestly, I think more of us should observe gremlin rules.
2: I mean, I love water and eating after midnight, so I wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> you, I <laughs> guess like you are kind of a king of hydration. <laughs> yeah, like. So then they all start writing so furiously because they are so high. Todd is writing heartwarming anecdotes, Sarah Lynn is writing about the horse and around time. But we don't know what Bojack is writing. I guess about his childhood?
2: Yeah. It's either his childhood or one of the recipes for soup or the 9/11 <laughs> conspiracy theories. Could
0: be anything. And yeah. they end up writing 216 pages, which is almost the length of the firm by John Grisham. <laughs> Incredible it's it's a book you can flip through it's a beach read I would honestly yeah, beach you can I would read through in
1: a wing chair I
0: would read this book too I would read both books yeah
1: it's surprisingly literate and insightful and yet still fun
0: yeah so this is where they decide like what should the ending of the book be and I guess because they're high they think that the end of the book is the end of Bojack's life and so he talks about you know going up to Maine And then when he gets too old, he just goes for a swim and lets the water take him away, to which Sarah Lynn says, downer ending.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Do you think Bojack starts all these hallucinations because he goes into the bathroom and splashes water on his face? Like It seems to happen immediately after that. Is it because he
2: got wet?
0: Ooh, the gremlin rules. Oh, I, I didn't even maybe. clock that. That is very yeah. smart. Wow. That could this be it.
2: <laughs> we should all be listening to our physicians more and taking <laughs> Honestly, their word for
0: it. Listen to your doctor before you take enough drugs to kill you. Pills. Like literally they take so many pills.
1: It's very distressing.
2: You know? <laughs> and I, I mean it's like so every time they do one of these things it is very it, even though like they're hallucinating it seems so realistic because like even just like when Bodex looks in the mirror and he sees a realistic horse that's so <laughs> (laughs) i laughed so (laughs) hard (laughs) yeah it's so good and i the but the thing that like really is just like oh that is so like gut-wrenching thinking about like when sarah lynn says something and then bojack reacts to it and she's like oh i said that like four hours ago and it's like oh my god terrifying losing time like that but it is so realistic
0: yeah i think like Even if you don't want to go to the extent of taking a thousand pills, even if you've just had, you know, a few too many drinks, sometimes you're like, wait, what what just happened? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. So they decide that the best way to end the book, Sarah Lynn's idea is... What if I murder you, Bojack? The little girl that you like worked with as a child kills you in real life. People would eat that shit up.
1: They all love this idea. To BH, they would.
0: Yeah, I, I would read that book.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: And then the book has been written by Sarah Lynn the whole time too. Like that's literature.
1: The masterpiece. <laughs>
2: That would be a great reveal at the end of a book to find out that it was actually written by the person who murdered the person who it's about.
0: Honestly, yeah. that concept is copyright. The three of us, Sam Standish, and Wilson, and <laughs> Kristen is only one of us can write that book. <laughs> and so then it's like, we get a really, this is almost the trippiest part of the, the montage because like all of a sudden Bojack is like wearing homemade body armor and Sarah Lynn and Todd are trying to stab him and then all of a sudden Sarah Lynn is bleeding on the floor. There's blood everywhere. Like I had trouble following it. It was like
1: making me woozy.
2: And you're not really even sure if it is happening. Yeah. You're like, is this
1: real? <laughs>
0: unclear.
1: Yeah. And Bojack's takeaway from this is like, we learned that if we're going to do drugs, we should do them at home where it's safe to do them together. And everyone's like bleeding blood everywhere. Yeah, and then
0: he pulls like <laughs> gun out and he's like it's fine we're mm-hmm. safe i have a gun and everyone's yeah. like whoa, whoa what the hell and todd is like is that your gun shaped lighter or your lighter shaped gun and he's like don't <laughs> worry it's just my lighter goes to light a cigarette and it's actually his gun and it like shoots the end off the cigarette and it's like is that re- is this real like
2: and then todd has a broom but then bojack has the broom and then, and then like- todd has the gun
0: yeah they're like is this a broom or is it a gun I guess we have to shoot each other to find out
2: And Bojack's main concern
1: here, he's like, no, we have to make sure that you're trying to shoot me, not because you're mad at me for the rock opera, but just to confirm that you have a gun.
0: Yeah, and and Todd gets very real in this moment, going like, yeah, I was hurt, but then I remembered who you are. I shouldn't (laughs) expect you to be a good person so that I... Don't get disappointed when you aren't.
2: Yeah. Key
1: to happiness. Low expectations.
2: People get very honest when they take drugs. And it hurts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, the only thing that's not realistic about this is nobody started talking about like the band they started in high school. (laughs) <laughs> like, but th- then i guess they're like okay well if everyone has a gun then no one needs a gun and we're all safe guess we solved the gun crisis
2: oh yeah and then they talk about solving the drug crisis by taking all of them mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah they t- they take lots more drugs and then it's we get a, a flash on the screen that says two days later. That's right. I could read it. No big deal. Um,
2: <laughs> well, the text was very big, so...
0: <laughs> and I was at my Proud sister's house, so I was a bit closer to the TV.
2: A lot working for you in this moment.
0: Yeah, honestly, I should probably watch all of them at my sister's house. She has a bigger TV, and I get to sit closer to it. <laughs> we see Diane has come over, finding BoJack like, passed out on the floor... And she says, like, you're right. Your memoir should be a representation of you. Let's write a book we can both be proud of. And then they kiss. And then she turns into some sort of demon creature (laughs) with her organs are all not where they should be.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that was the, the grossest part for me just disgusting watching her eye inflate super big and then explode it was so bad but then after that shock of that I was like the rest of the Diane part didn't really freak me out as much because I was like it can't get worse than that
1: yeah well I thought it was so wild like it was so disgusting with the eyeball and her eye has just exploded and Bojack just goes are you okay like no she's not okay
0: (laughs) oh my god and then he's like oh i'm still i'm still tripping and then there's another screen that says like actually two minutes later because it wasn't two days Mm -hmm. i yeah he it felt like two days to i don't know i think when you take like a lot of drugs you just like leave time behind because time is
2: fake yeah he's in this like fugue bender state and just like not aware of what time anything is happening in But I think that this Diane piece is really telling, especially in context of the end of the episode, where I feel like, I mean, Diane is always this character who, like, he wants to, like, he wants her to like him and, like, be agreeing with him and on his side. And so in this moment, he really wants his memoir to be, like, about, like, what he wants it to be about. And so right now he's, like projecting on her that he's right and then at the end of the episode he's also like begging her to tell him that he's okay
0: it's what he like he wants her validation so badly even though she's just another nerd girl beating up on a star (laughs) (laughs) just like me (laughs) so then he goes through like bojack goes through a lot of memories of his life like of (laughs) of bad moments where he he's like walks in on younger Bojack or like the, there's something wrong with the scene. So like we get this scene at the observatory, but Herb kazaz is a skeleton. There's a scene, I think it's in the diner, and there's just like a million Mr. Peanut Butters everywhere. He is in a white void, but he's lost his outlines. So he's just like the colored sections, the paper gets that like was cool. crumpled up. Yeah, I, I liked that a lot. I feel like... Anything that nods to, like, yes, this is an animated show is (laughs) always gonna make me happy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like drugs will make you over-anxious about the mistakes and your past in general, but taking them while trying to write a memoir about your past (laughs) and trying to combat a memoir that was written about the flaws in your (laughs) life, it's, like, just, like, it was always gonna lead here to this, like, dark path of just like overthinking about everything that's ever gone wrong. Every mistake he's made in his life.
0: See, and that's why I don't take drugs, because I already do that without them, so I (laughs) don't need the help. I don't need any help. I'm solid on that front. I'm, I'm good, actually, for having anxiety about my past. There's also, like, he ends up in an episode of Horsing Around, and he's not doing well professionally, and Herb comes out to be like, you have to be a professional. Here's your, your line is, this is all I am, and all I'll ever be, and then he has to say his line, and it's, very sad. Charlotte like pops up in the background, which is that deer that we had met in the telescope episode. Old man Todd is there talking about how it's not too late to like say no and like change your life. He ends up back in his bedroom in the tar pit of LA that Charlotte had warned him about at the party that it's gonna drag you down. And then he's like a little child again and his mom finds him hiding because she wants him to sing the lollipop song and he He's like, I don't want to sing the lollipop song. She's like, nobody gives a damn what you feel. You have an audience and they want to hear you sing. Like, do you want your mommy to love you? So brutal. Like, it goes, it's so, it's literally just fast and furious through, like, Mm scene, 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 scene.
2: And I, I mean, I do kind of feel like that is, sort of telling about how he views Diane. Like, I feel like his he really wants her to just be a mom for him in this moment. And, like, she's... Because she, his mom in this dream flashback, who knows, is like, okay, well, you have an audience of fans who want this thing and want you to do this thing for them. And so just, like, shut up and do it. I guess it's also Princess Carolyn, eh? <laughs> which is, like, the two women that he's, like, romantically attracted to, uh, which is so fucked up. But that is sort of who... The show is built around
0: attachment theory, baby.
1: (laughs) It all comes back to attachment theory. (laughs) Incredible.
0: Bojack, I feel like, is a classic anxious avoidant
2: person. Mm,
0: Which is... I don't
2: know what this is. Very relatable
0: to me. So okay, attachment theory is basically like the way you are in relationships is dictated by like your relationships with like your family when you were younger. So it's like...
1: Were you securely attached? Your like
0: secure attachment is literally like, yeah, we're good. I know you like me. You know I like you. Like it's fine. Anxious attachment is like, no, I need you to like keep telling me that you like me because I'm like really concerned that you don't like me. And then avoidant is like... I just need to avoid the whole situation. Like, I, even though I like you, like, I'm just going to not give you the reassurance and I'm
1: going to push you away. I'm going to push you away.
0: And so, like, anxious avoidant is really bad because it's like, I need you to show me that you love me, but only when I want that. And then if I decide I need my time alone, I'm going to leave that situation and I will not explain it to you. And that's me because I'm healthy.
2: (laughs) That definitely sounds like BoJack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally... It's like, l- love me, but I'm gonna leave you at a moment's notice. Yeah. Not even give you notice. And I think, leave.
0: like, the theory for avoidant attachment is, like, the, like, paternal figures in your life were, like, maybe not around, like, and that could be because they left, or it could be because of work, it could be, like, for anything. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but a- attachment theory well, is very
1: interesting. Well, then I'm
2: worried for Mr. Penguin's kids, because he's never around. <laughs> they
1: are gonna have some problems in love. <laughs> They're gonna have a lot of problems just having Pinky Penguin as a father. <laughs> well,
0: I think that the fact that they haven't been kidnapped by the debt collectors is a little surprising Fair. to me, actually. Okay, back to Bojack's hallucination. He goes from the scene of his mommy giving him the lollipop to sing the song to being at his parents graves and he's very startled by this and then diane is there drawn in peanuts style to be lucy in the like the therapist is in type booth but it says um life help booth
1: in the memoirist is in, is memoirist in. Is in. Yeah. you see what it said on the gravestones yeah that's what I was going
0: to I I didn't write it down but because I anything like that I know Lindsay will write down
1: <laughs> well his dad says a uh, patriarch patriot pony and then Bojack <laughs> says Bojack horseman whom no one remembers dot dot dot
0: it's so this show is literally they're like you know what let's make people mentally unwell that would be really funny to just mess with people that was that meme that
1: hazel sent that time right where it was like watching bojack horseman for my depression and then it's like oh then i realized like watching bojack horseman is giving me depression
2: (laughs) yeah like i said you really have to be you have to be ready to watch it before mm-hmm. you watch it. You can't be already on its level <laughs> before you go in. Yeah, and yeah. Like,
0: and it's also like the show is weird because it will put you like you do need to be in that specific mood where it's like season five of BoJack dropped and I was like I'm not ready to watch it. So then I just put it off for a little while because it's like
2: yeah
0: it, it, it make you want it. You want to watch it, but you don't want it to be over, and it then also makes you feel horrible.
2: This is a show where I rewatched all of it every time leading up to the new season of it coming out, which I always enjoyed.
0: <laughs> it's No, it's always good. That's the one thing with this rewatch is like, I finished the episode and I kind of want to just watch the next one, but then I know that yeah. that will confuse me for the podcast so I'm not letting myself do like a binge.
2: Yes, that has been very difficult for me on my other podcast mm-hmm. where it just like, you get to the end of the episode, you're just like okay i guess i have to wait another week i guess it's like back in actual time when tv was like this i guess i i've gotten so used to just like beep beep next episode but now it's like i mean podcasting is the future by taking us to the past in many ways and
0: it proves once again that time is fake yep i have heard it called a flat circle Lindsay, do you get that reference?
1: I feel like I only know it from podcasts. Now that you <laughs> tell now that you ask
2: me this, wait—is it, it a reference to something in specific?
0: Yeah, it's—it is from what is that show called? It was on HBO. It's in True Detective.
2: It's from the... Nietzsche's Doctrine of Eternal well, Return. Yeah,
0: but I'm not talking about Nietzsche. Okay, <laughs> everyone knows it because of True
2: Detective. Yeah come on no 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 kirsten it, time is a flat circle is just a thing people say no I, but really. i
0: feel like it jumped out in pop culture after true detective season one i think that it had a huge this is just like when chris Lacombe thought that these violent delights have violent ends was stolen from twilight
2: oh no <laughs> i don't even know what that means but i did for a long time think that the concept of switzerland being impartial was from twilight i did think that, that was the first time i had ever count come across the concept of that and i thought that stephanie meyer was a genius for using that
0: honestly <laughs> she might be a genius but she also might be
1: she might also definitely not be <laughs>
0: okay okay so sorry diana's lucy and the the memoirist is in and basically it's back to how like what sam said earlier like he is looking for reassurance from her and in his mind it's she cares what he thinks and is like well what do you want to hear let me tell you what you want to hear and lets him know that it's never too late to be the person you want to be
2: yeah, I mean this is an. I mean this is just an ongoing issue in all cultures where I feel like men want women to be their mothers and their therapists and for them to have sex with them. Unless it's like, <laughs> Diane has done it. Like his dreams have all pointed to wanting Diane to be these way this way for him. He, he she kisses him and she, his mother is this figure who's doing the same thing as Diane in this episode. And now she he's literally dreaming of her as a therapist. So it's all just uh you know the usual.
0: bojack sucks like i (laughs) you're it's funny too because it had never really occurred to me the mother part of it like i Mm -hmm. saw like the therapist part and the like wanting to have sex part it just didn't click for me that it was also connected to his mom but you're so right sam you're very wise
2: he doesn't understand what therapy is. Like he's He want, he doesn't even want a therapist. He literally just wants his this figure in his life to tell him that he's okay. Where sometimes in therapy, the answer is not that you're okay. It's that you are a fucked up individual, which is what a therapist would tell Bojack if he had ever gone to therapy. But it's clear to me that he has never done that.
0: Oh my God. Imagine you're a therapist and you are just like, you spend your days... Dealing with like garden variety therapy. And then one day BoJack Horseman walks into your (laughs) office and you're like, I will retire based on this client.
2: I mean, that's kind of what The Sopranos is about.
0: You know, I haven't seen The Sopranos. I'm still really all fucked up about this Nietzsche thing. (laughs) it's fine so after we get diane saying it's not never too late to be the person you want to be we get this like very extended scenario of what bojack's life would have been like if he had agreed to go to maine with charlotte when she like said she was leaving and it's just bojack having a regular life and it's very very sweet they have a baby named harper And the baby grows up to date a human man that has a motorcycle, not a motorcycle, a Vespa. (laughs) But Charlotte goes, I don't like that he has a motorcycle. And Bojack's like, it's a Vespa. It's not.
1: It's amazing to me that he, I mean, it's obviously not because he's imagining how wonderful he could have been. But I think it's interesting how he pictures himself as just like the most devoted and involved father who is like so good at parenting when he had such horrible parents himself. And by any stretch of the imagination it seems like he would probably really mess up his kid in some way.
2: I mean like it seems like the implication in this Scene is that like he, there is no drug use, like he doesn't have depression, he's like all of his issues are solved because, like, he this woman he knew like 30 years ago, <laughs> like he decided to go with her and leave the tar pit of LA instead of like stay and be this famous person. And, like, you said, yeah, like there's just no possible way that he, like, obviously, we all have these people in our past where they're like, what if it worked out? Oh, like, what if I did this instead? But, like, your issues are still going to be your issues, it's not this one i mean bojack pins all of his like solving all of his issues on women in his life of course but like this is just clearly another idyllic drug-fueled fantasy (laughs) well and
0: the thing too is when we got the flashback of charlotte a couple episodes ago and she's leaving for maine it's not like she's like come like she doesn't really say like oh yes come and we'll be together she's like If you had met me first, would you have made a move on me? Like, she's not like, oh, yes, come to Maine and we'll be together and it will be great. And But he's kind of put it in his mind that he had an open invitation and he could have just gone with her and they would have been together because he had an unrequited crush, like, 30 years ago and just assumes that everything would have worked out, which is what Bojack does about everything. He's like, yes, I got a movie, and then it's not what he thought it would be, And, and, like... I think we would still have the show BoJack Horseman if he had left and gone to Maine, because I don't think he would have stayed in Maine.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. Like you're saying, it's just he idealizes everything, and he incorporates that into like his fantasy, right? Where he imagines that she says, what if you came with me? Or like, do you want to come? Or something like that. Where, yeah, your point is is very good, where she never actually offered that. And she told him when they hung out last time, like, you're a coward. And that doesn't suggest that she thinks so, so highly of him that they would just have this perfect life together. So it's a good point.
0: I just... Bojack sucks. If, ugh, and if you're with anyone in your life and they remind you of Bojack, I just... I want you to run. I, I want you to run <laughs> away as fast as possible. And so this kind of ends the hallucination portion of the episode. And Bojack wakes up. He is in a parking lot, covered in vomit. He's obviously driven in this state because he, he drives under the influence and he gets a call from Princess Carolyn and she says, the book you wrote? is gibberish and then she gives us a breakdown of what's in the book and I wrote down Lindsay will get this for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is 20 pages of Doctor Who erotic fan fiction, a recipe for soup, five theories on how 9-11 happened, and a bunch of embedded YouTube videos that can't possibly be printed in a book. (laughs) So yes you're right.
0: (laughs) Well I started writing it down and then I was like I don't need to do this. Lindsay will do it for me.
1: (laughs) I get it. I
2: wrote it down too, But (laughs) Yeah, like obviously this was never actually going to be good. And people, I mean, people say write drunk edits over or whatever, but that doesn't actually work. And you just have to, it doesn't work. So you have to be sober to think about what you're writing. And so this is terrible. And obviously, Todd and Sarah Lynn were not the best ghostwriters. I like that he still hired ghostwriters, yeah. they were just different ghostwriters. <laughs> That's writers. true. And
0: the- <laughs> thing too is like, I think the concept of write drunk, edit sober is like, maybe have three to four drinks and then write. And then like a couple days later when you're sober, you can edit it. And like, maybe you could write something good in that state of mind. Nobody said take so many drugs that you have to follow gremlin rules and then <laughs> take edit all of the while you're pills. also on those drugs i just don't th- it's just ugh. i I, like why he just thinks drugs will solve all of his problems
2: and i mean like and then it, all they do is take him back to that bar on the side of the road so terrifying again losing all that time and just waking up somewhere else i hate
0: it yeah i feel like i'm very lucky that i've never woken up somewhere and been like where am i but i definitely know people who like like someone that i'm close with once woke up and they were just on the side of the highway and they were like i don't know how i got here and i'm very fortunate that i've never had that experience because i think that would be i feel like that would be rock bottom for me like that would be the moment i choose sobriety it's so scary yeah. Okay. So then the, the episode really shifts gears because Penguin Publishing is hosting a ghost writing panel, and Diane is on the panel because, of course, she has this this newfound fame as a ghost writer after leaking those five chapters. And it's this panel is very awkward. Like this, the man is asking like, "What's your favorite type of ghost to write for?"
1: Yeah. No one really gets this idea. Yeah. People My, are think like, "He's like, why did I think this was good?" Which
0: celebrity is that woman looking for again? Tori Spelling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's, yeah. He's, where's Tori Spelling? It's like, no, her ghostwriter is here. She's not here. Like, it's a ghostwriter convention. Like, don't you know that? And Bojack comes, and Bojack has a question. And he apologizes to Diane and says that her book is much better than his book, and it can be printed as it is. He's now decided that he doesn't really care how the world sees him anymore he is concerned about how Diane sees him. And his main problem is that he didn't want her to see him that way. And especially since she seems to know him the best out of anyone. And it's very sad because he's then like, is it too late for me? Am I a good person? I need you to tell me that I am a good person. Please tell me I am a good person. And Diane says
1: nothing.
2: Devastating. And I mean, I kind of think that this is another lie, even when he's like talking to her, because he's not admit like he he's not necessarily admitting that he thinks that the book is better and that hers should come out. He was unable to write a book in general, so he's not even choosing between two books like his ideal version of it and her version of it that she wrote after like studying him for uh, however long, so was, months at a time. It's just that, like, it's hers is gonna come out, like, like the penguin said at the beginning of the episode, and now he's like trying to spin it in a way that like makes him seem better than he is.
1: That's interesting. I guess I didn't think of it that way. I was really thinking he was like, "Wow, I tried this and it's super hard," but I guess I hadn't thought that he's trying to manipulate her even by saying that. Diane
0: is just someone that Bojack wants to impress, and Lindsay, I feel like you're always trying to put like a a veil of humanity on BoJack that's not necessarily there.
1: (laughs) No, I don't know. I think, I mean, certainly in this case, I think I feel that that's genuine, where he's like, oh my god, please tell me that it's not too late. Like That, to me, comes across as very authentic and I don't necessarily think he's going to do anything with that like it would probably be actively harmful for someone to say no you're a good person even though you're obviously a horrible person it... but like I, I don't know I feel like it's very genuine coming from him I just...
2: yeah it... and what I said like I don't think that the show is going for that but I just feel like that's like an unexplored part of the show that like there's no book for him to give but I do think that like his emotional like begging for her to accept him and tell him that he's good is genuine like that part is real I just think it's interesting that it comes on this end of him trying to get on her good side by saying that her book is good, even though I don't think he really had an alternative. So it's like, Mm. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it is.
0: I just, if anyone's listening to this podcast right now and they are looking for some sort of sign to change their life, just do it. Change your life. It's not too late. (laughs) Be what you want to be. You can do it. This is your sign.
2: I feel like I'm listening to Busy Phillips is doing her best. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Honestly, any comparison to that very pretty actress, Busy Phillips, I would take. Um, And then we do get one more like little moment of lightness at the end where the man who asks, what's your favorite type of ghost to write for stands up and goes, hey, aren't you that horse from Horsing Around?
1: Do you feel like this takes away from that moment like the silence is so profound and brutal and in my head I had it that it just ended like no that. I think so, like,
0: it's more brutal to have this moment because it's like this stranger is reinforcing for Bojack that mm-hmm. all he has ever been known for is horsing around and that's yeah. who he is to people so I feel like yeah,
1: that's all it's kind
0: of a little joke for us but it's also like that's like the final nail in Bojack's coffin like he you know that that doesn't feel good for him
2: yeah. totally plus i feel like i feel like a later season of the show might have ended it just with the silence but i think that for where they are currently this is like where like that's where their humor was and how they've envisioned the show but i think that later on they would be okay with just just the dark ending
1: yeah that's fair
0: yeah you just made me think about so many late bojack moments that are going to be so hard to talk about like we really got into this and we're like oh we love Bojack it's so good but like this is only going to get progressively harder to handle with care
2: it's a tough show but you guys I'm glad you guys are doing it so I don't have to
0: Ah! (laughs) well I'm very glad that you joined us today because this has been a dream did Bojack do anything that we need to rank on how bad he is as a person I feel like he didn't actually really do anything this episode
1: Not really, yeah. Nothing that, like, like,
0: anything he did in this episode is not as bad as stealing the muffins from Neil McBeal, so, like, it doesn't (laughs) qualify to be on the list. Yeah, that's our
1: cutoff point. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he's a little, like, bitchy to Diane at the beginning but like But never.
0: again that, I think that's still appropriate because she did like fundamentally cross a professional boundary yeah I guess I
1: just mean like more of that stuff where he's like yelling at her about how she's a crappy person or whatever like just because you weren't very pretty or interesting like yeah he's, he's I guess mean, but I mean
0: that's the same as like when he was mean to her in front of her brothers exactly. like it's, it's equivalent yeah. to everything he's already done it's nothing new yeah
1: so I don't think we need to add anything mm.
2: like Kirsten said he basically what happened in this episode was he had a meeting at the penguin place he went home took a bunch of drugs wrote and then went to the writers meeting the panel thing so like he didn't actually do things to be bad he just like took a bunch of drugs which is what we've seen before yeah and
0: like <laughs> i'm not gonna moralize on whether doing drugs belongs on a list of bad things someone's <laughs> done that's none of yeah. my business no. <laughs> We're not
2: putting that on the list. I mean, I think that Doctor Who's medical malpractice is perhaps listable, <laughs> but other, I don't think any of the main characters actually. Yeah,
0: doc- Doctor Who is uh, bad, actually, it, it turns out. Because <laughs> then he, like, when he- Doctor Who leaves the house and leaves him with all the drugs, he's like, I, I gotta, gotta go do child surgery, and then takes a bunch of drugs himself. So not hopefully good. he's taking, like, Jexadrin so he can focus, but I don't think you're supposed to take that much <laughs> of it, so. Ugh. Yikes.
1: Yeah. We have feedback on this episode. We got
0: some feedback. Get, spill the tea, Lindsay. What did the emails have to say? I have the password okay. to the emails, but I'm never going to check them.
1: Totally fine. <laughs> I didn't summarize these. I'll just try to go through them quickly. So, a couple visual things that Sarah flagged on Bojack's computer. He has a couple folders labeled not porn, another one definitely not porn, and then there's one she said it's her personal favorite labeled horse drive. It's Here's the
0: thing if Bojack. <laughs> has, like, quote-unquote porn on his computer, it's actually probably just old episodes of Horsin' Around so that he can jerk off to his own <laughs> comedy. So it's actually for not her. porn for anyone but
1: BoJack. She mentioned, like, everything that's included in BoJack's brain. There's a lot of stuff here. Thank you, it, Sarah. I won't go through all of it. Yeah, but. it was
0: literally, like, a million things. I Like, I was trying to keep up with them, and I was like, this is not working out. And you, yes, yeah. like, could I have paused the show to take more professional notes? Yes.
1: Uh, she literally wrote at the top of this, I pause so you don't have oh to. God,
0: Sarah, <laughs> she's truly that is so a kind. dream. Like what <laughs> an angel to be doing this for us. <laughs> I think it, she already knows that we're not going to do that.
1: She said in terms of actual feedback, she said I love this episode. It speaks so much to me. It feels like one of those. This is your brain on drugs advertisements from the 90s. She said, do you like Charlotte? I feel like they deliberately leave her underdeveloped because Bojack is just projecting his imagination onto her.
0: Well, yeah, and this is exactly what they did with Diane for, like, pretty much this whole Mm -hmm. season, where there's not that many moments where we actually get to know Diane's motivations and who she is, and it's all through the lens of bojack thinking he's in love with her and then when Mm -hmm. she does start to stand up for herself bojack is like oh well you're just a bitch who's not interesting or pretty so you need to stop being mean to me bojack has like the energy of someone who's like oh my god you're so cute and then like when the girl doesn't respond he's like you're a fat bitch anyways i never even wanted to talk to you which is
1: yeah big tinder energy
0: truly it boggles the mind that that men do that but they do so.
1: but bet they do all the time. Yeah, so Sarah had said my first watch through, I remember thinking that it was annoying that they didn't flesh her out more and that she was just a foil for Bojack, as they do with lots of the female characters, but
2: now I'm thinking that was kind of the point.
0: Well, aren't they sick of all these three-dimensional female characters? <laughs> Come on!
2: Charlotte isn't really in the show at this point. Like, it's all in flashbacks, or mm-hmm. I can't remember if something has happened already, so I will not mm-hmm. say. But I think that, like, yeah, I like Charlotte, but it's because she's this idealized form in Bojack's mind,
0: yeah, it hundred percent. It's just. It's something that you're not gonna you're not gonna get right now because all we have is Bojack's perspective, and if we've learned anything through this episode, it's that his perspective is extremely flawed and inaccurate due to the large amount of drugs that he is on.
2: Yeah, he's an unreliable narrator in his book, and he's an unreliable narrator in the show because everything he sees could be a hallucination.
1: Totally, Stefan had said, "Do you think Bojack would be happy if he went with Charlotte?" I think we kind of covered that already, where we think he just kind of. Made- making it more idealized than it would really have been.
0: I, okay, I just pulled up the BoJack Horseman wiki for this episode. Okay, this is part of it that I just, I didn't even clock at all. But, so, there's the point in the episode where Todd is doing, like, his backward speech, and Mm -hmm. what he's saying is, I'm talking backwards. Aaron Paul is dead, which is a reference (laughs) to a conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney died on the 9th of November, 1966, and was secretly replaced by a lookalike, which is just the... Avril Lavigne theory, but, like, many years <laughs> earlier.
2: <laughs> I figured that, that the the backwards talk was something, but I did not look up what it is.
0: I just, like, I, I didn't even remember the backwards talk. I was like, this is out of my brain. It's the alien's fault.
1: Yeah, I feel like I just, like, glazed over. It's like, yeah, weird hallucination stuff happening.
0: They also, when there's, like, the Peanuts hallucination, Mr. Peanut Butter is Snoopy, like, style drawn, which is really right.
1: cute. And then the last thing in here... Stefan says, Todd accepting that BoJack is an asshole gives me mixed feelings because yes, you should accept the flaws of some people, but BoJack is just so flawed that it's probably not acceptable.
0: Yeah. yeah we also got a little bit from Twitter, which I posted that we were talking about this episode and I used a BoJack gif and I didn't even realize it, but I used a gif from this episode. So kudos to me. <laughs> I'm go. a genius. So Jules says, that face when Todd said he would stop expecting BoJack to be a good person, that shit hit hard. And then we have a new listener, Mira, who says, just found your show and I love it. BoJack is such an important show to me, endlessly rewatchable. So deep, dark, funny, real, game-changing show. Thank you for taking time and doing this. And I just, anytime someone finds us in the wild, I think that's notable and we need to clock that.
2: And celebrate that.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's how you
2: build an audience new, new listeners. listeners so mira welcome aboard this is a great show uh, i hope you listen to all of the back episodes i i'm here for you as a fan and you know sometimes you're a fan of something and then you're welcome aboard yourself to be on the show and this is truly a dream come true for me
1: i <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. Um, Do we, is there any new iTunes updates? I feel like there was an iTunes update. Yes,
1: yes. We got a new five-star review from our dear friend, Grace Leader. She said, an absolute delight. And importantly, she managed to increase our number of reviews on the Canadian iTunes because that has been lacking, as we have noted.
0: Truly, Canadians, get it together. This is a Canadian podcast. Both of your hosts are Canadian. (laughs) You can't let the Americans outdo you like this. Like, come on, (laughs) five-star reviews.
1: Yes, and Grace said she looks forward to listening to more from my Canadian besties. So, how lovely. Which is,
0: again, Grace is also Canadian, so to be her Canadian besties (laughs) I think is an accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to be part of the conversation, you can email us, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com, or tweet us at bojackhorsepod. And Sam, thank you so much for joining us. This has been... A dream so much fun
2: thanks for having me i'm so glad i could be your first guest and i can't wait to listen to the entire rest of your show <sighs>
0: I, well I can't wait I feel like you'll come back later anyways because you had a lot of episodes you were interested in so you passed the audition kid you'll be back I, I'll say it now but if people want to hear more from you where can they get that
2: well unfortunately I am everywhere and I am at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter I have two other I have two podcasts I said other like I'm the new host <laughs> of the show I'm, I have two podcasts one word on the streets, where me and my best friend who I don't remember meeting because we grew up next to to each other talk about straight culture because we're both gay dudes and we i have another podcast called bitter jurors at bitter jurors pod on instagram and twitter where we are currently talking about avatar the last airbender we started it as a survivor podcast and then survivor season 40 ended with no new season in sight so we have shifted for the past year almost to talking about avatar we're almost done and it's been a great time
0: both great recommendations. I haven't been able to listen to Bitter Juris in some time because I have not watched Avatar, but I know it's funny and great. So everyone needs to check that out. Word on the Straits
2: Always, always enjoyable. One of our first guests, Krista, Krista McKinnon. That was
0: the first time I ever, like, did a podcast, like, in person with people. It was it was a fun experience. Whoa. Okay, and so you can also get more from Lindsay on the Simpsons Then and Now podcast, where they talk about an old episode of The Simpsons and then a new episode of The Simpsons that has, like, the same theme, yeah, as then. well as fresh off the out, wit, out, list, what's, what are the three O's? <laughs>
1: It would Widow out it List.
0: Was a Widow out list talking about the <laughs> funniest family visit moments with Rob Sesternino <laughs> and Mike Bloom over on RHAP. As for myself, I am truly everywhere and it is unfortunate. I have a the Temptation Island rehap-up over on the reality TV rehab up speed, as well as a weekly Riverdale rewatch, not rewatch. It's like new watch and rewatch at the same time. Over on Kowski Cast with Frail Mary, as well as twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what and all social media at kirsten said what that's that's it. it so we will be back next week to talk about the season one finale of bojack horseman which is called later so i guess we will be seeing you later then bye